information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Oh, it's a good day singing the song and it's a good day from moving along yes it's a good day how could anything go wrong a good day from morning till night well yes, good morning good grand valley howdy 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 welcome 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 we are off and running on a tuesday show it's not quite midweek edition but we're up and running and have a good three-hour swing and soiree. The big gig is going at 7.10 in the morning here. If you want to join us, be part of the program, you know what to do. 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, stack auction service text line. The line is open, available, nothing coming in just yet, so you can be text number one if you'd like to be this morning. Text me and uh, we will chat about that. Or you can call us at uh, 304-232-8255, 304-232-TALK, and we can actually chat with you. How about that? Like, you know, old-fashioned telephone. Hey, how you doing there? Yeah. Yeah, you thing. know. Hey, hello. Hello. Who's, spe- who's speaking, please? And when I say with us, why us is Bob Slider and Howard Monroe. I hope that you know who we are by now. But Good if morning, not, Howard. That's it. Hey, Mo, how are you this morning? You know, a little disappointed. I, oh. All I've done since I've, I've gotten up is watch uh, the eastern part of our country, which I always thought we were kind of a part of, Howard. Yeah. Watch them uh, brace for this winter storm. In New York City, it is snowing like hell. I read where New York City is going to have the worst snowstorm in like 20 years. I, I think it's working on it right now, and they're bracing, and they're bracing... It didn't even rain here. <laughs> we were braced. Now we don't even get rain. We were braced. I mean, we had, again, we had the backup plan ready. You know, Howard, I'll let you know if the roads are too bad, you just stay home, broadcast on the house. We were all prepared, right? Thought, thought something might happen. Peeked out the window a couple times during the night when I got to um, relieve myself. Yes. Checked outside. I don't see anything. I don't know. That's Looks okay. Looks okay. Woke up this morning, opened the door, expecting to see, oh, better go out and take care of the car. Hmm. Well, it looks okay. I'm starting to believe there's like a giant bubble over us that uh, our creator put over us because he feels so f- sorry for him. Like, you know, <laughs> th- just keep – they get enough problems. Keep keep the weather, keep the snow away from them because it just doesn't snow around here anymore. It just doesn't. You know, I wish you hadn't said that. I want, I want a jinx. Uh, oh, you, know, you want a jinx? I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Huh? We want snow. We want snow. I, w- I would like one more good snow. I really would. Uh, we had one good snow. It was our snow day, and we had one good snow. And um, back at Christmas time, we had a kind of a light snow. One more good snow would be okay with me. We'll see if that's coming. Adam Fike, I believe, is back from uh, his illness. So he'll be with us coming up a little bit later on this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, We are looking for a partly cloudy day today. Sunshine will mix in probably by mid-morning. Uh, and then we might even see a uh, little bit of rain, maybe a stray flake or two. I, I, I don't think that's going to be the case, but I'm not the weatherman. Our daytime high up to around 42 degrees, going to be sunny at a high of 40 tomorrow. Currently 30 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 32 in Elm Grove, and it is 31. 31 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. So what are we doing today? Well, the head of Roxby Development, a story we followed quite aggressively during the rise and fall of Roxby Development, Jeffrey Morris has pled guilty to felony charges in federal court. Federal Prosecutor Bill Elenfeld is with us today to discuss what's going on with that. Pentagon reporter Tom Scateri talks about Trump's comments about NATO, 
about the Secretary of Defense being back in the hospital, but telling the president about it this time, and some of the other top stories in his weekly update. Uh, Bob, we've been looking forward to this, you and I, I don't know the audience cares, but we do. Sean uh, McCracken's coming in. Um, he produced that YouTube series that you first found, then you turned me on to, called Myst- A Mysterious WV, all about unsolved crimes in the Mountain State. We'll talk to him about the show, how he got started. What are some of his favorite cases? Maybe you could have some questions for him about some of the things you're, I got a bunch of you're intrigued about. So he's coming in this morning. So that's what we have to offer you. And I want to start with this, Bob, because I think this is, I don't know if it's a game changer, because I think the game is already changing. I'm talking about college athletics. The National Labor Relations Board ruled this week that the Dartmouth College men's basketball team are technically employees of the university. And because they are employees, they have the right to unionize. And there is a union vote set for the basketball team to decide if they want to be a union to part of the service workers union, I think they want to, uh, they're talking about, to be a, uh, a union to be able to negotiate with the college. Now, we've seen a lot of changes coming in in high school, or not high school, but well, in high school too, but in college sports a lot from the portal to the uh, NIL stuff. Uh, This seems to me to be one more step in the right, one more step down that direction. And I'm not sure it's the right direction. Unionizing a college basketball team? Well, they pay them. I mean, they pay them big money to to go there and play college athletics. Uh, Howard, this is my feeling on this. You know, everything has changed, changed, changed. The the portal, you can play here, you can go there. They used to make you sit out a, a, a full year. If you had any thoughts about transferring, you knew it was going to cost you a year of eligibility if you did that. And hardly anybody – it took drastic measures to cause an athlete to do that because they did not did not want to lose, didn't lose it. Yes. yes. But today – so my thinking is when this whole thing started was the NCAA, the NFL – Seeing the world changing with all these rights, uh, now it, it seems like we're, we're more concerned with people's rights than we had been for some time. So my belief is they knew this was coming, so they said, okay, we can't have these indentured uh, servants anymore. we we, we got to give them freedom, and we have to give them a way to make money, and I think this is just another way. Well, it is clearly another step down that direction. You know, then they went to NIL, name, image, and likeness, saying, well, okay, if you, it used to be if you took, like, if you took a pair of shoes from somebody, right? Well, ask be, Ohio State, yes. You'd be in trouble. Now they can pay you money. Here, they get right in their wallet in front of everybody. How much you need, son? Right? No problem. There it is. So this is, this is not a game changer. I say that only because it's only continuing what is already changing, I think. And your point is well made. Uh, one of the, oh, Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court justice that I fought valiantly against, and yet here I am quoting him now. Brett Kavanaugh, in a ruling recently, said that um, college sports cannot justify the NAA's, NCAA's decision to build a massive money raising enterprise on the backs of student athletes. Basically, they get they being the colleges make a ton of money off their sporting programs, and you use the word indentured servitude. And prior to this, you just went, you played, and we're happy to play. 
But you didn't get any out of it, or very little out of it. Well, you said high school first. Look how now used to be. You you had to prove that your daddy or your mother was transferred by work because they just didn't want you to go from one high school to another. Again, now they figured out. Well, maybe human rights they can do that if they want because now it's free across the board. Howard, you can go here and go here. Now I think they do have some rules, but nothing like before in the union thing. You would think that would give the universities a little bit of a stronghold because any union that I've ever been involved with, you have a contract. That's that's exactly what I mean. So you, if you sign, then I guess you're stuck there, you, right? And you you're are committed. To, absolutely. Con- now, I understand the National Labor Relations Board's ruling. Uh, as a former employer, I know the rules of what makes an employee. And among it, it is, do you direct the time of your employees? Well, the college directs the time of the basketball players. They tell them when they have to be uh, to practice, and they certainly tell them when they have to be at the game. So they're in charge of that. They set essentially their pay rate. Those are some of the key things that you look at to say, are they employees? Now, will they unionize? What's your best bet? The Dartmouth uh, men's bet. This is only men's, but I'm sure it will extend eventually to women's and probably to other colleges too. Uh, when you when they go to take a union vote, do you think they will choose to unionize? I think some of the smaller universities, yes, because they're not going to have the big bucks of the other ones. So they want to make a deal, I think, with the university saying, look, you're going to pay the, the number one guy on the team all the way to the number 12th guy on the team. We are a union here. I don't <laughs> – Again, you'd have to look, but a union is one for all. You know, you know what I'm saying. Nobody really sticks out. But that's that is that's the downside. Listen, I'm a I support unions for well for everybody, I guess. But I support unions. But I worked at a place where the union just came in, and I was management. Union was just coming was just coming in, and the point I tried to make to the people who were voting to unionize was: look, they may be able to negotiate you some better rates. But if you think you're better than the other guy, it's not going to make any difference because the rates are going to be flat rates. And, in fact, that is what happened. People come to me and would come then to me afterwards and say, hey, you know, I think I'm better than Bob. Uh, Look at your contract. And I would say, yeah, look at your contract. It doesn't work that way. Uh, So there is that. I asked, do you you think that uh, the Dartmouth team will choose to unionize? I guess I have my own answer right here. All 15 members of men's basketball team at Dartmouth signed a petition last fall seeking to unionize. Now, what the, the big shots at Dartmouth uh, could do was they could just cancel men's basketball. They could say, look, we're not going to get into this. You guys got to go somewhere else and play because you we, we don't want to get into this right now. They could. What what good would Dartmouth basketball other be the tradition and you want to stay with the rest of the Ivy Leaguers, but it doesn't bring any money in, Howard. Not not like, the, not like Indiana. It's not like Ohio State, State or no, something. No, yeah, nothing yeah. like that. Dartmouth says the players should not be considered employees because they do not get athletic scholarships. And the college really, t- it's kind of a sad argument. Hey, we don't make any money from the basketball teams. <laughs> Maybe this is not the best place to make the stand. I don't know. But the NLRB, NLRB has ruled that. And you can just, you, you, I can feel it in the air. With this ruling tucked under their belt, other university uh, teams will begin to do the same thing. And the next thing you know, we'll have the uh, the union of college basketball players. And then they'll start to talk about the high school players. And you know what? The union, West Virginia, when I think of uh, West Virginia, I think <laughs> of a union state. Uh, been around unions my, my whole life. And everybody will pop off and this and that. But I've never – they say when I'm talking about the man, the company, or whatever in this the school – 
down deep, even if they, they don't admit it, Howard, they don't want no union. No, no business wants any part of a union. They try their hardest to keep the union out the door. No question about that. I mean, there are, there are some progressive, I don't know. There are some businesses, I'm not talking about college, but there's some businesses that that are feel that it's okay for their get out ahead of it. Yes, get out ahead of it. Um, I don't know. Again, this just this is just the ongoing change in college sport. This is not the college sports that we grew up with. A lot of sports are changing. Howard, that gives me a chance. Yesterday, I sheepishly said how I screwed up the 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 Super Bowl <laughs> NFL overtime rule. I admitted that right here. I you, said I messed you, it up. You did indeed. Well, I read a couple stories yesterday. The players were confused. I can the, believe the, that. The players themselves were going, why aren't we calling a timeout? <laughs> and, and, and I guess there was confusion throughout the field because these rules, I guess, just went into place at, at uh, 2022. So I wasn't the only one, Howard. Yeah, no, I, and I, I, can, I can picture the – and with due respect to the ref uh, who explained the rules before the, the second – the overtime coin, coin toss, I don't think he explained it very well. And I don't think even the uh, TV announcers explained it as well. I mean, I thought I understood it, and then when we got into it, I think I didn't understand it. So Even that idiot Tony Romo, he must have a great <laughs> producer in his ear, Howard, because he understood it. He got it, it right. Well, <laughs> <coughs> I got a couple of Super Bowl follow-ups. We'll get to that coming up in a minute here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 722-22 after the hour. What do you all think? Text me, 304-214-1600. Wise move for college sports teams, in this case basketball, to unionize. And if you play college sports, would you prefer to have been in a union? Text us or call us. Tell us what you think on the Frio Stack Lines. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take a look back at the Mounders basketball game with Kansas State in Morgantown. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire drops by. We'll take a look at the biggest stories in technology over the last seven days. And Tom Bragg joins me in studio at 5 o'clock to talk about the Marshall Thundering Herd and more. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, interrupt, and our question of the Metro day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. HP Excavating and Septic Cleaning has been serving the Ohio Valley for 48 years, offering septic, plumbing, repair, insulation, and excavation work. Don't let just any company work on your septic system. Call us today at 304-242-7443. Our number one business is your number two. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Someday when I'm awfully low when the world is cold, I will feel 
feel a glow just thinking of you and the way you look tonight. That's one of my favorite Sinatra songs. I love that. Something about that, the way you look tonight. We're going to do love songs uh, today, Howard. Well, you know what? I yes, think it's a good thing because do you know what's coming up? I think tomorrow's a day, right? Yeah, Valentine's Day. I don't have a Valentine, Howard. We should stretch this. Well, you got time. <laughs> Remember, that's the value of Valentine's Day. I did a sermon about this a couple years ago. <laughs> you know, the value of Valentine's Day is you you can find someone real quick. It's okay, you know, you can. You like, got to be careful with that, Howard. I don't want to get arrested. Well, you know what know, I'm saying? How I mean, quick do you want me to go with that? Well, I don't know about that quick. You know, but I, you know, I'd be careful. You could buy her dinner, but not really give her a tip. You know what I'm saying? Um, but you know, on Valentine's Day, that's the day when you can. You can say things you wouldn't normally say to a, a woman, or she could say to a man, right? You can be a little more aggressive because it's Valentine's Day. Will you be my Valentine? Well, I don't know. When I was a kid, I loved it because I was so shy, I would never talk to the girls, especially the ones I liked. But I could sh- shakily hand them a Valentine. Here, here, Lori, it's a, I got you a Valentine's. And it didn't seem so icky. It probably was, but it didn't seem so icky. And, you know, I just had a flashback, Howard. I don't have a lot of these school flashbacks. But Valentine's Day was a big day, wasn't it? That was a day that uh, you really looked forward to. You, you decorated your, your box to, to put oh, your Valentine's in. Absolutely. And it gave you a little, like you said, a little freedom even at eight or nine years old. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you got to take your make your own little Valentine's or buy little those little, little cards and take them around and put them in, in you know, the boxes. And, again, if you... If you were like me, if there were a couple of uh, special girls that you just were ever afraid to talk to most of the time, you can make a little little different note on there, you know? And then I would look at them, and I would see them read it, and I would go, oh, what are they thinking? And then they would start to laugh. But anyways, that was... <laughs> All I'm saying is, you got time, pal. You know, take use today wisely. Maybe by tomorrow there'll be... I'll see what I can do, Howard. See what you can do. Mostly cloudy through the mid-morning, and maybe some sunshine coming in later on the day. Daytime high of 42. It's cold right now. 30, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 31 at the Highlands, 32 in Elm Grove, and 31 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. I used to do a a speech. I would go around and speak to Rotary Clubs and so on, uh, talk about the news business. And my theme always was, we do not tell you the truth. We only tell you what we know at any moment in time. My point was, the more information you get, the different the way your, your news story changes. I bring that up because somebody had texted us a couple of days ago, Bob, and asked, uh, you know, how many people attend to the Super Bowl? And I said, let me check it out. I looked it out, and I believe I saw the number 61, 62,000, something like that. That's in the stadium. And it said uh, it said it was um, it was uh, one of the lowest attendant ever. Yes. Right. Well, the ratings record, a little bit different here. So, again, <laughs> things have changed once more information comes in. 123.4 million people watched the Super Bowl this year. The biggest audience since, well, you don't believe Last it. Last year? No, you don't believe it, but the moon landing. <laughs> the biggest audience since we all gathered around and watched Neil Armstrong take that step on the moon. Isn't that phenomenal? I mean, it's amazing to me. Well, I mean, you got to look at it. And right off the top of my head. It's the, the Taylor Swift effect. There, there's people yeah. tuning in that just would, to see wanted her. no parts of that game, but they wanted to be loyal to her. It breaks all the Super Bowl records, of course. Um, let's see. The record, the, the previous record was last year. Last year was uh, the, the, the highest Super Bowl, but this one. I, I guess 
obviously when it goes into overtime, you get more interest. But you have to know that it's going into overtime to begin with, right? I mean, it's well, you fun. didn't know that until the final play of the right. of, of the game, basically. So yeah, I mean, could the word spread and every all the games in overtime? Let's turn yeah, that turn on now. On, maybe, yeah. maybe, but I to me, and I I really hate to admit this, it, it's her. It, it was her effect. I think so. Yeah, people people tuned in to see uh, Taylor Swift. Uh, anyways, hundred twenty three point four million viewers watched the Super Bowl, biggest audience of any television show since the moon landing. Wow, I mean that's that's to me that is just staggering. Uh, we talked yesterday about the fact that I thought the Kennedy ad, RFK Jr. ad, it was not he didn't pay forty, it was paid for by American Values PAC, uh, su- supporting Kennedy's campaign. It harkened back to the days of JFK. It used some of the JFK uh, music jingles of the '60s and had that '60s feel to it. Apparently, some of the Kennedy family was not happy about that. And they felt that, Bob, that uh, RFK Jr. should not have usurped the legacy of uh, Bobby Kennedy, uh, his father, and John Kennedy, his uncle, by using those images from the past. You know what I would say if I was him, and, and, and glad I'd, I'd much rather be a poor, poor, uh, poor boy Bob here in Elm Grove, West Virginia, than uh, than RFK Jr. up there in Massachusetts with uh, lots and lots of money. I would think. I would say, wait a minute, you can't pick and choose us grandkids when we can use it and when we can't. You've been doing it for my whole lifetime. My dad did it. My uncle did it. My uncles did it. You can't pick and choose just because you don't like my politics. From uh, who is this? One of the Kennedys. Uh, I can't find. Anyways, my cousin's Super Bowl ad used our uncle's faces and my mother's. She would be appalled at his deadly health care views. Respect for science, vaccines, healthcare, equality were in her DNA. Oh, Bobby, this is Bobby Shriver uh, said following the release of the ad. Mark Shriver, another one of uh, Kennedy's cousins, said, I'm the same as Bobby on that one. Um, RFK Jr. did apologize to his family, not in general, but he, he said, I'm sorry. The, and this is probably true. It is technically, legally true. American Values Pack ran the ads. Legally, they're not allowed to run it past the candidate. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, a PAC cannot coordinate with the campaign. He So he says, basically, they didn't ask me. They just did it. Uh, he didn't apologize for, for the ad having run, but he apologized if he offended any of his uh, any, any of his family, which I guess means he still doesn't want to get the family too ticked off, I suppose. I mean, really, what are they going to do? They, they <clears throat> may not be there to campaign for him, Howard, but I, I, I don't know how many of them they can count on anyway. They, they've, you know, that family has always kind of backed, backed each other. Uh, you would think that's a t- tremendous red flag if you look around and there's no, no other Kennedy members there. You think, wow, this guy is a whack job. If they were to choose to become very uh, anti, I mean, actually campaign against him, I think it could make some bit of a difference. He does want to. And I would if I were him, too. He's trying to traffic on his name a little bit. I mean, he has his own ideas, his own policies and so on. But I think he he knows he's a Kennedy. He knows that brings some attention to him. And if the family were as a unit to start to campaign against him, were to start to make big, big waves about, you know, not using our Kennedy name, this is not the Kennedy that you want to vote for, 
it could cause him some trouble. So I think he's trying to keep it smooth to the family. But to me and you, uh, he, he did a tremendous job, or those m- making the decision for him, you and I had that Kennedy feel. It, it worked it, it on worked. you and I exactly what they wanted, and then we're, we're still talking about it on Tuesday. It worked. It worked, and it worked better than anybody thought it would. Those of us in the media business, I think, have a better understanding of that. I was reading a Facebook page by one of my uh, – very, very far-right talk show colleagues out West. And it was all about, you know, how um, what a horrible ad it was and what a terrible thing it was and so on. And our friend Tom Sussman, who we've had on the show before, he was one business partner of mine once upon a time. He owns a radio station here in West Virginia. Owns several of them here in West Virginia. He chimed in on Facebook and he goes, I don't care what you say, it worked. And that's the bottom line, it worked. And Howard, uh, I can't remember... Was that the only political presidential ad that that ran on Super Bowl Sunday? Thinking for a quick second. Yeah, I don't think it was any other. So again, kudos. They yeah. jumped in there, cost them a ton of money, yep. but it but it again, it worked. I don't Look, and we you and I were criticized because the the, the texter thought you and I were praising how well it was done. Well, I didn't even get into that. I just thought that was a great idea. It caught my attention. I didn't I didn't really look if it it was put together well or not, but but it must have been, I, I, I guess. Continuing Super Bowl uh, pickup here, Andy Reid, uh, after having the, been uh, jawed at by uh, uh, Jason Kelsey uh, this week in that picture that everybody – Travis, Jason. Travis, is, I'm sorry. You got, you got the Kelsey part. Pardon me, the Travis Kelsey. Taylor's boyfriend. There you go. That's, that's a, what everybody that's goes a, by. Taylor's boyfriend. We don't need to know his name. That's Taylor. Want to know his number. That's 87. Yes, Taylor's that's, boyfriend. That's all we need to know. You know, he was uh, up in uh, Andy Reid's face just just screaming at him. That picture went viral. Uh, Andy Reid, after the fact, said, oh, he keeps me young. He laughed at it. Reid laughed at it. He tested. He said he tested my hip out. When he knocked me over, he punched, you know, he bumped me, and I sort of fell down. He caught me off balance. He tested me out. The part I love is he loves to play the game. He wants to help his team win. It's not a selfish thing. That's not what it is. So he bumps into me. I get after him. We go back after each other. That's the way it is. Do you think that's? Do you think he's being honest? I just think Andy Reid has been around <laughs> so long and and understands everything from the X's and O's to the camera angles. He they, he knew that he was being shown at that time. Yeah. And I think that the veteran leadership. He just. I think he probably wanted to explain. Maybe he did when he got him off to the side in the locker room or whatever. But I thought he handled it well. I thought Travis Kelsey was a baby. I mean, I, th- I thought he was a complete baby. That was early in the game. And I'm in here with the TV, Howard, and CBS showed a little montage of uh, outburst on the sideline. Tom Brady has done it before. Some of your high-profile quarterbacks have done it. It happens, but, man, that early in the game, I, I would have been jacked. I, I really would have been jacked if I'm the coach. But your point about Andy Reid is really good. I said, talked about it yesterday because he didn't – I mean, it would have been easy to at least turn to, to, to Kelsey and go, shut up. He didn't. He just – like I said yesterday, he just looked ahead. It was kind of like, hmm, I wonder what my next play should be. You know, he was – he did his real – because you're right. He knew what that picture was likely to show, and he didn't want to show a fight. He wanted to show – I mean, I got myself under control. Kind of like those young, hip parents out in public, Howard, that don't stand there and scream at their kids. You know, they just kind of ignore them a little bit, give them that little grin, or, you know, don't, don't make a scene like I do. You know, that that is cool. So, yes, way to go, Andy Reid. Kelsey told ESPN after the game he was going to keep what was said between us. And then he joked, I was just telling Reid how much I love him. 
you know, I'm not going to go to the ramparts of a broken bourbon bottle over it. I get passion. I get the excitement of the game. I get it's the Super Bowl. I get all of that. But I still think I think Kelsey was out of balance on this. You know, there's lip readers out there, Howard. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. And I read this report where they had a lip they brought a, a lip reader in, and the lip reader said, "I'll put my reputation on this." What he said there at the end was, "You are embarrassing me in front of my girlfriend." Did you believe that? <laughs> Do I? I, I I believe that's certainly possible. That's what this guy said. He said at the end, he said, he screams at him, <laughs> you are embarrassing me in front of my girlfriend. And as we said, it all comes back to Taylor. The whole world comes back to Taylor Swift anymore. All right. There's another uh, Super Bowl follow-up on advertising, but I'm going to hold this because I want to take a little more time to talk about it. Did you see the uh, the, the religious ad, the, the foot washing ad? I did not. You know, I got a foot fetish, Howard. They, well, I forgot about that. Um it's put on by a group called He Gets Us. Uh, they've run ads in several major sporting events in the past, including, I think, last year's Super Bowl. Um, and it is a very – it is simply talking about Jesus was very inclusive and he cared for people. And there's – there's then there, people are misinterpreting, and I think. It, it is a very – it's another right-wing evangelical effort to control America. I, I speak as one who uses some of their messages sometimes to start my own sermons to write with. Their, the position they present is a very liberal position of Jesus. It's about Jesus is all-inclusive. Jesus loves people of all colors, of all sexes. Jesus loves those who are transgender. Jesus washed the feet of everybody. That's what this particular ad was about. This He Gets Us campaign, it's a good campaign. Now, apparently, I said I was do it later, I guess I'll do it now. Apparently... The people who fund this come from some of those very far right-wing organizations like the guy who owns Chick-fil-A and others. And some of the people who send the money out are people who are anti-LGBTQ. Okay. But that's not what the ads are. And believe me, I know because I, I watch all of them, not just on TV. I've been online with them. I, I use them for research. They present in a tremendously liberal point of view of Jesus Christ. Folks, you got to pay attention to what's here. Okay, maybe the money comes from some very right-wing folks, but the message is not right-wing at all. So pay attention. Pay attention. And then comes the, well, you know, spending $10 million to take, run an advertisement, we should have been feeding the poor. That's a, a terrible use of a church's money. Well, you know what? First of all, it's not a church, but... Um, Here's the reality. Jesus did indeed tell us to help the poor, feed the hungry, house the homeless, and we should do that. But he also told Christians to spread the message, and that's part of the idea of getting the word out as well. You know, I think if Jesus had been was around today, I think he'd use social media. I think he'd be on Facebook. I think he would be using these uh, these kind of methods to get his word out. So uh, to me, that was a, just a, a big storm over nothing. I read that on CNN yesterday. I wanted to take a moment to talk about it. All right, to 739, 21 to the hour. Adam Fike is back from uh, his illness, and we'll check with him coming up next on where did the storm go here? How come we got nothing today? It's coming up next. Watchdog Morning Show. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this February the 13th. We have new details on the shooting that took place in Steubenville yesterday. Pittsburgh police have detained two male subjects 
linked to a vehicle in the shooting. Steubenville police say they were able to get the make, model, and license plate of the vehicle. They passed that information to other departments, and police in Pittsburgh located the vehicle and arrested the occupants. The shooting happened around 1230 yesterday at the Maryland Market in Steubenville. Officials say the juvenile victim was life-lighted from Harding Field to a Pittsburgh hospital. And all new this morning, on Saturday around 1130, fire crews responded to a fully engulfed house fire on County Road 21. Civilians rescued one occupant from the roof before crews arrived. Both occupants were hospitalized and later transferred to Pittsburgh due to their injuries. The state fire marshal's office is now investigating. Yesterday, the woman from Belmont County found with numerous deceased and ailing dogs on her premises submitted a plea. 54-year-old Paula Metzler entered an Alford plea to five counts of felony animal cruelty in exchange for having the remaining five counts dropped. An Alford plea is one in which the defendant maintains his or her innocence but can be found guilty by the court. Rescuers say the family and the animals were living in the most deplorable conditions they ever witnessed. Metzler's sentencing is set for next month. Her daughter, Christy Metzler, is also charged. She requested and was granted a psychological evaluation before her case goes forward. And the Steubenville High School Nike Club, in partnership with the American Red Cross, is hosting its final blood drive of the school year today from 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. They aim to collect 30 units of blood, hoping to reach a total of 75 units for the year to secure two scholarships for seniors. The school has already collected 57 units from previous drives. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host from Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. When you rise in the morning sun, I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. And the moment that you wander songs today for our bumper music as we prepare for valentine's day tomorrow uh hopefully you are preparing for valentine's day with a special someone or i don't know just gonna hang out with your house self and have a you know there are a lot of people that do that a lot of people give themselves like a valentine's that's what i'm gonna do Howard. just gonna give yourself a card give yourself a card some candy Big uh, surprise something like that <laughs> 17 to the hour here on the watchdog morning show adam fike is back from his uh uh, illness, and I want to see what he's doing for Valentine's Day. But first, Adam, good morning. Welcome back. Are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. I was telling Bob I'm still definitely, I'm still pretty congested, and you can hear that at times, but good enough that I can at least speak for multiple hours. <laughs> was It was a rough weekend for you? It was, I just barely could speak Thursday <laughs> and Friday, and then this weekend I just had a pounding headache the whole time. But trooper that you are, you are back now. 
I am back. Luckily, back for nothing since it's going to be calm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so what happened? I mean, I will say this, that you and Zach and, and almost all the forecasters I saw were really very clear about how confusing the model was was for overnight and into this morning. I mean, we had some predictions this could be a, a really difficult morning this morning. It is for many parts of the country, but uh, once again, it looks like we dodged a bullet. So what happened was too many people were like, I don't want snow, so I made it go away. That's the easy explanation. <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> but it was just, if you looked at models all weekend, it just kept pushing the low pressure further and further southeast along the coast. So me being me, I'm like, oh, there's still a chance, there's still a chance. And then it got to this morning, I'm like, well, I was wrong, nothing happened. <laughs> Um, it's it's happening in some places though. New York City's getting socked in bad. At this point, I don't know what their total. So I'm very intrigued to see what they're actually getting right now. But Boston, Philly didn't get a whole lot. New York's getting it. Boston's getting some as well right now. But luckily, the good news is yes, they're still getting it rough, but it's not as bad as what it could have been. The system itself has weakened, so there's. Yes, they're still going to see multiple inches of snow, but it's not going to be as bad as what was anticipated Thursday, Friday. So did it just pass us by and we're done with it now, or are we still waiting for another sock of it to come? So this system itself is done. There is a weak, I would say, weak cold front, weak disturbance pushing across lakes right now. So this evening we could see a stray lake effect snow shower, but nothing in the way of accumulation. And even most of us don't even see it. That system's pretty much done. Precip chances likely don't return until the end of the week. So what are we uh, looking for today then? Basically a a nice midwinter kind of day, not too warm, not too cool? I would say it's pleasant. We're starting to see some sunshine poking on through, not a whole lot of cloud cover. So this morning, maybe like 1 to 2 p.m., we could still see some sunshine slowly through the afternoon as that cold front moves across lakes. Club, club. Holy cow. Cloud cover slowly increases. I Sometimes I just get punctuous, but either way. Cloud cover slowly returns, and then we'll be back to sunshine tomorrow. Okay, and then so a sunny day. And we'll go up to, what, around 40-ish, 42 or something like that today? Is that where we're going? So both today and tomorrow will be somewhere between 40 and 45. So further north, likely low 40s, south of I-70, that mid-40s, both today and tomorrow. A little wet stuff coming in Thursday, yes or no? Yep, another system moves on through Thursday. Likely see rain showers returning the afternoon and evening, but temperatures get back into the 50s. Short-lived warm spell because by Friday we're back into the 40s with another chance to see some snow showers Friday and Saturday. Now, this is just a weak clipper system, so even if it does move over top of us, we're not going to see more than an inch of snow. Okay. And even that, still, still a little bit out, so... Good chance we'll see some snow showers late Friday evening into Saturday morning, and then we're back to sunshine for the end of the weekend. Okay, that sounds pretty good. All right, not too bad. Uh, Roaming around 30, 32 here, depending on where you are in the upper Ohio Valley right now, getting up about another 10 degrees or so. So uh, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. You and Abby have any great plans? You're going to go out and have some romantic dinner, or you're just going to have her cook you something at home? I'm not that rude. So it kind of sucks. I don't want to say sucks, but her birthday is today, so it's for oh. her birthday, Valentine's Day, back-to-back. Happy, so bir- we happy birthday, Abby. Yeah, happy birthday, Abby. Thank you. And so we went out 
the Figaretti's on Friday night for her birthday, and today we're doing sort of a Valentine's slasher birthday, and we're just getting Chick-fil-A and watching movies. Okay. All right. Well, that's all right. little Chick-fil-A and movie action is, 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 is good. Uh, Figaretti's, uh, I think maybe tomorrow, Bob, we're going to take a look at uh, where are some of the romantic restaurants around town to go to for Valentine's Day. I think Figaretti's would be among the list that I would put together. So that was a good choice for birthday slash Valentine's Day. So that's good. Did Abby enjoy it? She just, she's like, could I, she, she never really asks for anything. So it's always hard to be like, what should I get for her for her birthday? What should I get for Valentine's Day? So I bought her a TV stand. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> works as, maybe, you know, jewelry might've been better or something, but that's okay. It's all right. Uh, maybe tomorrow a little she candy. Can't, she can't really wear jewelry because she works in a preschool and they will just pull on her I got you. I got pull you. on her necklaces. Then dinner, pal. Take her somewhere nice. Yeah, maybe tomorrow. Uh, maybe candies, valent- candies, flowers, something like that. You know, a little t- traditional Valentine's thing, just to just to keep. Remember, it's it's the day of love. You want to show that love, See, Howard. I've never been the biggest fan of Valentine's Day because it gives you an excuse to not love people throughout the year. Oh, I have the mentality of. I treat her like a queen every single day, so why do I need a single day to make up for it? Man, wow. you you've got it figured out, Adam. Yeah, you really he's, do. He's he's a young man who's got the he's got this. This is a critical thing for him to understand early in life. I'm glad you got it figured out. Just wait five to ten years, and I'll find a way to screw it up. That, yeah, no, no. Let me believe me, when you when you hit around forty seven years, like we're hitting, my wife and I, you'll discover that 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 philosophy kind of gets. Modified as the years go by. <laughs> Adam, have a great day. I appreciate it. Glad that you're at least improving and certainly glad that you're back. Uh, hopefully, you will not regress. Therefore, I hope that we talk to you tomorrow. Back to you tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Adam Fike from the Big Seven WTRF TV. He's so philosophical. Well, if you just do love on one day, I want to love everybody every day. He is, but he's also a rookie, Howard. He'll he'll that goes a long way. But you got to here, honey. I, I yeah, check this out too. You yes. cannot skip Valentine's, especially early on in a relationship. Again, after forty-seven years, I've already done that. You know, honey, do you you want to go someplace on Valentine's Day? Nah, we'll just pick up some Arby's. I mean, that's that's forty-seven years later. But in the early years, you know, you got you got to take note of Valentine's Day. You got to do something. Candy, flowers, both you know, maybe. Both is always a good idea. You know, it, it's hard when with Nancy being retired. It used to be I could send her flowers to work, right? I always would do that. Now you send them home. I don't know. It just. That seems so anticlimactic, you know, just to send her flowers at home. Because, again, we we're learning today that Valentine's is the one day a year you can show your love. Show it. Get it out there. Right. And you can show it in ways that you wouldn't necessarily do the rest of the year. And, again, as we talked earlier, you learn this early in life. You learn this in about the third grade. You can, you can, you can do some things on Valentine's Day and say some things on Valentine's Day you wouldn't do otherwise. A couple of texts coming in. We'll get to those in a minute or two. Slider on sports not far away. It is 7.51. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real Steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. 
Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. My name is Mike Campsey. I am an interventional cardiologist and the chief of cardiology at Wheeling Hospital. I think the value of HVI in this region is tremendous. We offer such a wide spectrum of services from prevention to intervention. We're going to get the patient in as quickly as possible. That's the most tremendous benefit to the patients in this region is we, we're here 24-7. We're available to see somebody. You want sports talk? We got the goods all night long. Tune into Sports Map Radio. Evenings and overnights on FM 98.1, AM 1600. We are the Watchdog. Conversations you care about with people you know. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on WKKX and WVLY. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. of love songs in the 70s it is barry manilow here this morning six before the hour um you remember we interviewed yesterday a couple of uh, professors from uh, university of maryland who had written an article about how everything is politics anymore right no matter what it is we find a way to make it political so here comes this text this morning off the frio stack auction service text line good morning powerful pierre breaking news morning abe the San Francisco 49ers received four mail-in touchdowns last night after 4 a.m., so they are now the Super Bowl champions. Wait, it, it is changing, Howard, got so it. they are the winners, <laughs> huh? It's, they, got to, they got mail-in touchdowns. So, okay, yeah, 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 we get, uh, we get the argument here. And one more real quick before we get the slider on sports. Um, <laughs> Howard, you're preaching about gifts. What did you get St. Nancy? Well, he's got a day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't I just say things are different after 47 years? Lots different. <laughs> Lots different. <laughs> 7.55, 5 before the hour. It is time for Slider on Sports. NFL news on Monday. The Pittsburgh Steelers released quarterback Mitch Trubisky, sending the former number one, number two overall draft pick into free agency after two very disappointing seasons. By releasing Trubisky, it creates about $11.5 million in salary cap space over the next two seasons. Also cut yesterday by the Steelers was punter. Everybody's going, are you kidding me? What took so long? Was punter Presley Harvin III. Last night, you heard it right the here. Third? The third? The he, third. He's, he's horrible, Howard. He's the worst punter in the league. Last night, you heard it right here on the Watchdog Radio Network, West Virginia. 
travel to Texas to take on Texas Christian. TCU, too much for the Mountaineers. They win 81-65. to WVU had a season-high 19 turnovers. Raekwon Battle led the Mountaineers with 21 points. West Virginia drops to 8-16. and TCU improves to 17-7. and The Mountaineers return to the Coliseum this Saturday to face number 12th-ranked Baylor. That's a 6 o'clock kickoff. I say kickoff hour. What season is it? Six o'clock. Basketball, right? Tip off. That's a six o'clock tip off. And uh, we'll have it all right here, starting with the pregame show at five o'clock on the voice of West Virginia basketball, the Watchdog Radio Network. Monday night, Wheeling Central Girls Basketball. The Lady Maroon Knights travel to Martins Ferry. It was a close one, came right down to the buzzer, but Martins Ferry wins 67-65. to Lindsey Best hit the winning shot with just five seconds to go for Ferry. Caitlin Blake, 33 points, was high scorer for Wheeling Central. For lots more sports talk, for lots more Super Bowl talk, tune in to the Pine Room Podcast from 12 to 3. Coach Matt Jub and Jared, all those guys right here in the studio, the Pine Room Boys, from noon to 3, right here on the Watchdog Radio Network. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.57. Coming up next hour, we will talk with our friend Tom Scateri, the poet Pentagon reporter, about uh, a couple of things happening uh, in the, the Pentagon area, the international arena, let's put it that way. Uh, first of all, I want to, Tom had a dust-up with some of the Pentagon people this week uh, in one of the press briefings. I just thought it was funny. Uh, I got a transcript of it, and we'll talk about that. Also, we'll take a look at what President Trump has had to say about NATO, which has got a lot of people who care about international relations very scared. We'll talk about that. Tom will have some thoughts on that. And the Secretary of Defense is back in the hospital. You remember that he has been in there before, but the last time it was a secret hospital visit. This time, apparently he told the president, so we'll talk about that. And much more Tom Scateri coming up after the top of the hour. Plus, next hour we'll talk with Bill Elenfeld, the federal prosecutor. Uh, Jeffrey Morris, the head honcho and chief bigwig of Rockspeed Development, that uh, company that bought so many iconic buildings in Wheeling and that was going to turn the town around single-handedly. Turns out he was a scam artist, essentially. That's my phrase. Uh, but he was indicted on multiple counts, and yesterday he pled guilty to, I think, two federal counts. We will talk about how that came about with Bill Elenfeld coming up uh, next hour. And again, stick around to the end. Bob and I are at least going to have fun. I hope you will as well with Sean McCracken, who is the uh, producer of the YouTube video series Mysterious WV, all about unsolved crimes in West Virginia. Just this week, a crime that is 45 years old that he profiled out of Shelby, Ohio. Mary Jane Gilder, I think was her name. The detectives in that case, after 45 years just this week, said they have found the killer. Uh, so he'll tell us about that and more. Stick around. we got a lot of good stuff coming up. Well, I think it's good stuff. We've got, we got a lot of time to skip kill, and I think good stuff to, in that time. Coming up over the Watchdog Morning Show. 30 degrees pretty much everywhere. 30 at the Highlands, 31. Uh, 30 at the airport, 31 at the Highlands, 32 at Elm Grove, 31 here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. It's just about 8 o'clock as ABC covers the world. Tell me when we're-